Good morning, fellow modcasters. Hey, it's the Herald and Modcast. I kind of have like silly pants on this morning. Yeah, you got like Google pants, <laughs> like little giggle Maybe it's puffs. too much coffee. You get giggles with the coffee. <laughs> it's weird. You do. do. People get giggly with like booze. <laughs> But like he give you a nice cup of coffee right in the morning, you turn into like giggle puss, like silly pants. I know. Like wiggles. Hey. You I'm, need to do the hokey pokey or something. I, I'm easily entertained. That's it. And like easily jazzed up on caffeine. Look, your glasses are fogging up. <laughs> you got the giggle puss. Uh, this is uh, our weekly review of the FX Network's series Taboo starring Tom Hardy. Uh, and episode five aired last night. Yeah, how many episodes are in this season? Uh, I do not know the answer to that. Uh, nope. I'm going to guess it's something like ten or. I something hope it's like- ten. Oh, I can tell you right now. Episodes uh, eight in this season. Eight. Nah. Yep. Should be ten. Well, a lot of times they do like the a, a network season, will order man. X amount, and then if it's successful, they'll the next one they'll do more like ten, twelve kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we are still heavily on board with this show. Yeah, it gets more interesting each episode. It really does. I mean, uh, the first episode was really interesting, but yeah, it gets progressively more interesting as the show goes on, which is cool. So where are we at? We started out with a duel that was promised last week, and it is the uh, his brother, half-brother-in-law, who has basically discovered that his wife's getting weird voodoo visits from voodoo james delaney in her sleep voodoo. in her bed yeah, yeah and he, sex i don't quite understand how he knows that it's a little weird how he's in on that whole i don't know i think it's just like a hard assumption like a hard a, feeling mm, like he's yeah. like knows something's up and she's always like writhing and remember he he references it in like the third episode like she's become like the sexual yes beast. he does to and, delaney yeah and i think just to get under his skin but now he realizes why she's become that way but it took a jump that they never really explained that yeah. he's just, I know that he's in her mind coming to visit her kind of thing. In her giant. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had voodoo sex powers. <laughs> you and many other people, I'm sure. Uh, so they duel and the outcome is as Interesting. I guess. Yes, but it's as we predicted. Nobody, they're both alive. You yeah, know? But at the end of it, they're both alive, but it's not um, for lack of trying. Yeah, you know it's a uh, it's a little bit more of a twist than like oh I guess we'll just resolve this over a cup of brandy. <laughs> like, well, unlike this show does, it does give you twists. You know, you don't completely expect you know what's going to happen because the writing's so good. Writing's good, man. The writing's very good so far, and uh, so they both survive. But uh, Tom Hardy basically could have killed him. He could have. Yeah, could have shot him right in his face. Instead, he, like, figures out what happened and there was some foul play. Well, the brother-in-law gets first blood, but it's not because it's a blank. His second, who's a company man, turns out he blanked his gun, and mm-hmm. so he was trying to kill the company. East India is trying to kill him. His brother-in-law, not Delaney. Why would they be trying to kill him? Liability or just to the sister-in-law? Get Another angle to that whole thing? Possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a long long game or something. Because, yeah. yeah, it was pretty interesting because, you know, they're allowed to bring a witness or a second man and, you know, he was supposed to load the pistol and the second man didn't, he just 
put a primer in it. You didn't put right. a ball in it. It's a lot of faith to have in your second man. I know. I'd be like, <laughs> let me see this. Let me make sure there's something in here. Well, and you, like, I, I think you pointed out when we were watching it that it's, uh, wow, they do this whole ceremony of the duel, and there's all these rules. And yeah, it was very specific. They, they cited some Irish treaty or Irish something that is where the rules for this came and they all have to go a certain amount of paces it's Mm -hmm. to first blood and the brother-in-law says to the death and they say nope that's not how this goes it's to first blood and then you guys does it do the guy who's like prevailing over it even says you will you know frolically walk to each other and he says some word about how yeah well they had to go on like um even ground it was like owned by this yep. gypsy woman it's like off it's not on anyone's to sell property them, like good luck good stuff. luck feathers yeah <laughs> that was funny yeah it was like very specific because you always wondered about what makes a duel different than just like i'm gonna shoot you in the face stupid asshole yeah you know it's well, like in yeah. old west style yeah. there'd just be two people a shootout a, a, and one's dead and the other's not yeah. yeah you know but here it was like very specific rules yeah and I wonder if that has like its roots in like real history. I'm sure it sounded like it did. It sounded well, like pretty I mean, p- specific. The dual concept has been explored in film so many times. Yeah. I've seen it. Um, remember in Far and Away, in the beginning of that, when uh, Tom Cruise, little Tom Cruise, yeah, he ends up in a duel, and um, uh, and again, it's very sort of orchestrated along the same very formal, yeah, very man. formal. It's um, funny because you're gonna like shoot some guy in his fucking chest or his face they're like well you can do it but you gotta do it this way right otherwise yeah. it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like wait you know i want to kill this guy right and you're giving you me a lot a of second well you know where else they did it in in the skulls the skulls remember that film with paul walker oh god that like 90s film yeah they they have a duel, they have a duel because they are part of that yale secret society yeah, skull skulls, and bones, yeah. skull and bones and they at the end they have a duel, they challenge to the duel, so it, oh, yeah. it's got its root in old English Irish, uh, like society. Yeah, high society. It's like a well, like what's it? Alexander Hamilton had a duel with the uh, well, Burr and he died, oh, remember? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is kind of, I mean, uh, you know, again, you've seen it. I it's remember how you, they, it, well, it's how they would solve disputes, yeah, like it was a way to solve disputes, but like it very formally, yet you're shooting someone, yeah. it's pretty funny, actually. Well, it's cool. So, what's his name? This brother in law takes the first shot, and Delaney doesn't even answer. And, like, do you just see it sort of like bounce off, slash, not penetrate Delaney at all? Yeah, and then Delaney like just walks up right at him, and the guy's like, Lord, did you yeah, guide he my he's dead. and so he puts it up to his head like this, and yeah. he's like, Oh, your gun wasn't loaded at all. And then, but wasn't that already breaking the rules? Because if he walks right up on him and can shoot him in the head, it's supposed to be the first blood. Well, that's not first blood, that's death no i think that he was making a point like he was just gonna walk up right on him and put the gun in his face but then he's like actually he's like if you'll notice uh your gun was not loaded and then his second man starts running and then Delaney yeah. fucking shoots that guy right in the back of the head. And there was a doctor there. Remember? Yeah, because the doctor's going to examine whoever gets shot first. Right. And so the doctor runs over to the guy Delaney shoots and it's literally like his head's blown off. Like, <laughs> and so he's like, Jesus, man. I'm laughing at that. But, yeah, that's um, funny. <laughs> they, uh, uh, I d- it is, um, you assume that Delaney must have known 
that that was going to happen because yeah. he's too smart. He's ahead of everything. And he's literally walking. And had it been a real bullet, he'd be dead. You got him right in the chest. Yeah. yeah. It was like a heart shot to the heart. And he just sort of let it happen. There's no way he couldn't have drawn first on him. So I'm assuming he knew. I mean, so he's so ahead up. of everything. Well, because then he says, he's like, are you satisfied now? Kind of thing. Like yeah. to the brother-in-law. And the guy was like, Jesus, you know. Cool but then he goes back. Then he goes back to like those his wife and is like a real dick to her about it. That yeah, and then basically beats her. Yeah, he beats her a couple times in this episode, and then gets a priest type guy to come in and do an exorcism. Well, that's like at the end, of right? The but that's that sub story. That's yeah. the evolution of that, and that whole sub story. I I'm not really that interested in i'm getting kind of tired of this the the sister in the bed writhing around and her and her husband having tense exchanges yeah like it's not that interesting to me well it's just sort of been i've got got fatigue like their storyline of sort of like okay make a move with this right either she kills him or he kills her or or you know she runs away or she turns into a voodoo goblin and <laughs> <laughs> or puts a voodoo that'd curse cool. on him. Yeah, yeah. I cool. mean, I, I, I trust in the process with the show. Yeah, and I believe that they've got something in mind. I just can't her. watch another fucking like beating scene or like domestic screaming at each other because it's just yeah. sort of like yeah, fatigue. Like, ugh. <laughs> okay, you guys aren't, don't get along very well. Well, and meanwhile, the uh, the stepmother at, inadvertently becomes Delaney's second in the duel because she wanted to she watch She just wanted it. to watch. <laughs> she, like, walked over. It was funny because this literally takes place, like, that morning after the party. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, like, days in it later, you know. This is, like, later that morning. Right. Where they're know? all still in their party clothes, yeah. which is very kind of appropriate. They really are good with the details in this show. Yeah. And so she makes it over. Just to watch the action. Yeah, and she looks like freaking definitely like she's like had a night of shame. Yeah, walk of shame. Walk of shame. Uh, yeah, and uh, she's kind of, I don't know what's going to happen with her now. I mean, he needs her to bring the truck, the trunk that has the father's treaty supposedly in, and she finally does bring that to him. Well, they have that cool conversation while they're like eating their breakfast outside the eggs. Yeah. And she's basically like, does anyone care about James Delaney? And he's like, uh, bring the trunk. That's all you have to do today or something like that. little words. Yeah, and then the the little girl comes and she's like, I care about James Delaney. Yeah, the daughter of the madam. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, she can't get him to express any emotion about anything. It's really funny. There's a lot of, uh, there's a a lot of eggs in this episode. (laughs) They're always eating hard boiled eggs and then the the prince regent played by the guy who played who who's the creator of sherlock and played mycroft his brother this grotesque figure as the prince regent yeah is eating a giant ostrich egg and and the set is decoration is hilarious because you've got a it's stuffed ostrich and pe- peacocks yeah and, yeah like real rabbits and <laughs> It's yeah. like they show you how fucking opulent he lives. Right. Like a giant ostrich egg and the egg holder is, you know, bejeweled and, and yeah. diamonds and pearls and stuff. And the way he <laughs> eats is just such a pig and he just eats however he wants, whenever he wants. It's really funny. Whereas Delaney and the stepmother are sitting eating eggs outside in the 
by the shore, by the sort yeah. of mucky shore. Mucky shore. I, the, I, there's no way that's an accident, the egg thing. I don't know. It just was very symbolic to me. Yeah, something. Uh, so what else happens? Um, so they're hip to the robbery. And he has doing, to clean up loose ends. Yeah, and well, and the the you know the East India people are doing raids. They're raiding the yep. whorehouse, and they're raiding. They raid his house, you know. And so he had to hide it pretty good. They don't find anything, but they're questioning. And so James Delaney has to go and sort of head him off at the pass and talk to his men who are a part of the action. Right. Basically, say like, look, anyone that sort of tries to get the little fee, you know. Well, they won't have a spot on my ship to the new world. Yeah. He's like, I already know one of you was thinking about turning. <laughs> of course he does. Right? And he goes and cuts that guy's thumb off. <laughs> so well, he scandalous. says, the one of you, I will not need you because you will be useless to me because you won't have a thumb. Yeah. And then he cuts the thumb yeah, off. in front of everybody. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. They then, go brutal in this show. Yeah. Again, it's not like Game of Thrones where it's like constant beheadings, mm. but like the little tinges of violence are ultra violent yeah and kind of come as a bit of a shock to you yeah when you see it and you're like oh shit okay well, yeah because he's so subdued but then he has the capacity for like ultra violence which is pretty interesting as a character yeah it's almost like a freaking like john wayne character or like a clint eastwood where he's so quiet narrow-eyed and then he can like just go for the throat Right. Kill anybody. It's a pretty cool character. He's sort of like a cowboy. Yeah, he is like a cowboy like a in dark, a way. Like a cowboy that dressed in all black. <laughs> yeah. And so then there's another scene where he's riding out to his farm and he has a tail. Yes. And he gets that guy good. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. That was, he's got those knives, those curved knives. Well, and he puts them on like uh, brass knuckles. Yeah. Too, like a knuckle duster with a like little hook knife. Yep. And he basically says, are you king or company? And, you know, he's like, either way, and he like cuts his gut open. I know. But he like, leaves him alive. He leaves him alive, but also like sort of like, he like goes for like their ligaments like cuts his leg ligament so he can't walk yeah cuts his fucking achilles tendon and shit like he knows he's like surgical with those little yeah he really is Mm -hmm. we don't know what he learned in africa but i'm sure we're gonna find out later but that that guy maybe is the reason why the doctor the american doctor has all the information on the farm yeah yeah because so they're making gunpowder now him and uh, Chumley. Which is what they stole the supplies from right. East, East India for. And so he's making it. And as he's over there, he assigns Chumley an assistant uh, who ends up being the little boy. Who's either his brother or his son. We right. don't know. Half brother or full son. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't really know. And it hasn't been made clear to us. Although Chumley said, he's like, it's your son, isn't it? And yeah. he doesn't respond to that. But yeah, so it could be his son, but it could also be his like young brother. Yeah. So they're making secret gunpowder out there. In in like stirring it like in a big cauldron. Yeah, big vats and yeah. adding the salts to it and yeah, you know, but he said it takes, you know, four weeks to complete it. Now. And meanwhile the doctor basically strong arms him and says, You gotta I needed an eight weeks because the Irish are No, eight days. Eight day oh right. Eight days because the Irish don't have any gunpowder. We need them to 
Neil, he says our guns will go silent in 10 days. Yeah. So we need it in eight days at the front line of whatever battle that's going on. Right. And he's like, I know about your farm and I know about your chemist and I know about your... Well, well he describes it fully in right. detail. And, right. and you see Delaney's face sort of change because he's one step of a- ahead of everything. Right. And this guy's sort of a... a valid adversary to him you know he's someone who they have his own informants yeah his own information which is kind of like turn worthy adversary yeah worthy adversary and so this gets you know delaney like oh fuck so he has to go and oh well then the guy says he's like tell him ask him about the french experiment or whatever it was right because he knows the chemist and he knows the chemist's name and well because delaney's like it can't be done in eight days like there's no way to do it mm-hmm. and he's like well then ask your chemist about you know the french uh, gunpowder yes yeah, so this guy they know everything somehow right. they definitely make them out to seem the ones who know everything and then Delaney assumes he's speaking for the Americans and he goes to that woman's estate who the one he was trapped in the cabinet magic cabinet with right. who is British but obviously working for the Americans or right. I don't know if she what she is is but, an American or something yeah. and he tells her I'll have it for you or this is happening and she doesn't know what he's talking about so so clearly there's the doctor guy I don't there's the Americans are playing against each other somehow something yeah something's going on there right but anyway, so he goes back to the chemist, and the chemist knows all about this, like, the French, what they tried to do, and they added this extra chloride, whatever, mm. chemical to the vats. And he's like, yeah, it, you can make it faster, but it's much more explosive and temperamental. Right. And so he's like, basically, the Chumley guy said, he's like, you're going to have good luck finding a chemist who's willing to make that for you by adding chloride to these vats. And he's like, uh, nope, that's going to be you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've got your name. Yeah, they got your name and they know who you are. And I'll bring you men. Yeah. He's like, it's way more t- fussy to make. And it's really uh, like much more explosive. Because he said, he's like, I heard an explosion. Remember earlier in yeah, the episode? Yeah, yeah. And Chumley references that. He's like, you know, that premonition you had? That's, oh, right. That's, what, that's why you had that premonition. Yeah. <laughs> How does he know he has these premonitions? Well, I think he just knew by the line of questioning. Okay. I heard an explosion. You know, I don't think he knows he does like fucking rituals to have these, you know, visions and shit. But I think he just knew that he had a premonition. Well, he does have these visions. Like he has a vision of himself all dressed in the African. Well, he's like covered in paint. Yeah. It's really cool. In the water. In the water. Yeah. We don't know the significance of that, but it's just sort of cool imagery. And then he's warned. It's like a warning. Yeah, it was a warning for sure. And that's why he came like, I heard an explosion in my mind. Right. And that's something, before we saw him get those visions with a woman, like an African... Yeah, like a dark woman. Priestess a, woman like or something. Like a dead, dead woman in the water kind of thing. Yeah, now it's him. So we don't, and we don't know what that's all about yet, these visions, but he's almost like a soothsayer. Like he definitely is some sort of medium or something. He yeah, I mean, things. he can channel, you know, in, in extra dimensions or, yeah. you know, different planes different life and death plans yeah. with his voodoo magic and his ash and he covers his face right and he uses fire and ice and whatever yeah so he has to figure he's got to get this gunpowder made in eight days and he's like i can bring you men and i can bring you you know the chloride but right. you're not going anywhere well the guy the chemist has to get the chloride or whatever he's getting uh he tells him you get it i'll get the men right and we got to do this or 
They'll kill you too. I, I can only suspect that uh, when we do find out what this whole voodoo piece and him being able to see future warnings and things like that is going to be, we're going to be like, oh, that's what this was about? That's so cool, you know? Oh, yeah, there's a plan. And I, I'm I'm willing to hold out for, you know, the plan of how, you know, how it all went down. Because they also, he, they bring in like a, a British African guy to talk to him yes. about the sinking of the ship. And he said that there, you know, there's 76 children and X many slaves and X many people. He's been people. writing letters to the Prince Regent for years about right. this. And so they get him interviewed because um, the Prince Regent needs dirt on the East India Company. Yeah. And that's the boat that uh, Tom Hardy's character was on. That boat that sank and everyone drowned except for Tom Hardy. But their goal on it is to screw with the heads East of India. East India. Yeah. Because yeah. then it cuts to Jonathan Price having a fucking meltdown. Yep. Like they're on to us. Fix this. And we got to find the right papers to burn. Yeah. Kind of thing. So they're making a move on them. They're constantly, you know, in political strife. It's definitely a lot of strategy. It's definitely sort of Game of Thronesy kind of, you know, playing people against each other and who's going to end up on top. And Delaney's mm-hmm. always, you know, Delaney is ahead of everything, but then there are some wrenches in there for him. He's got some vulnerabilities. You know, he's in love with his half sister. Yeah, we don't know how that's going to hurt him. Maybe or I don't know. He's so precise with everything he does, mm-hmm. and he just adjusts when. When something goes wrong, well, okay. he always has a sort of like fallback plan. Yeah, it seems he always has some like alternative angle. It's pretty, yeah. He's pretty fucking methodical. You got to hand it to that character because it's one thing to be like a badass, but then to also have your fucking, you know, books balanced and yes, have your bottom lines and your ins and outs. Like it's pretty cool. It's a cool mix of character being like a savage. They all think he's because he's like we've taken on. Uh, the East India guy, we've taken on Maharajas and Moguls, and mm. this is a fucking London street dog, and we, we can't beat him. Yep. And then they cut to the, you know, the transvestite guy, and he's in the council. Yeah. And you realize, like, that's how close he is to the East India company. So yep. he's right there. He knows what he's doing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I was saying last night, I called him a super anti-hero. Yeah, he that's kind of what he is. He's not a super villain. He's not a superhero. He's a super anti-hero. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting it, character. It's masterful, you know. Yeah, yeah. They definitely put a lot of thought into who this guy's going to be, and then make the world around him, and you know how yeah. that's going to work. It's pretty cool. I'm trying to think what else we missed. You know, he meets with the whores when he's setting up his, you know, cover. Oh, and he tells them, he gives them money and says, he shows them the thumb. Yeah. <laughs> and he you, says, you come to me first. Yeah. Choose this <laughs> diamond or this thumb, you yeah, know, get your what, thumbs cut off or pick the diamond. Yeah. You can give you money. And they, and they, the, the kid kind of helps them out because you see this one of the whores with a John and it's a guy who's about to cut her throat and try to get, find out who. information. Yeah. And then the kid wa- is watching it and she runs and gets help. And then they, you see him yeah, dead floating on the shoreline. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people end up dead in that mucky shoreline. It's like where they dump the dead. You yeah. Know? Dump the loose ends. Yeah. Yeah. So it sort of ends with the exorcism of his wife, of the sister. Yeah, it's which pretty is intense. creepy and intense. Well, yeah, because he beats her ass. Like, she's all bruised up and stuff. And then yeah. he gets the, the priest to do this freaky Latin exorcism. 
And then he's like, yeah, just give her a minute. She'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the sort of last scene is her going upstairs to go into bed with him. Right. And she gets like a sewing needle, like a metal one. And you think she's going to go stick it into the ear or something. Well, he says silver. He says it. He goes silver. No, isn't her name Silva or Silva? Oh, yeah. He says says her her name. name. Yeah. And then she just puts it down and then it ends. And then it ends. But she's now having thoughts or something. She's going to mm. get her revenge on him. Somehow. Somehow. Some way. Yeah. I don't think they exercised her from Delaney, though. No, it didn't really seem to, seem to be a lot of smoke and mirrors, that yeah. one. I feel like Delaney's magic is stronger than theirs. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, Uh-oh. Yanni. Uh-oh. Yanni is here, here again. Yanni. Here comes Yanni. Yanni. Go on Giggles in. and Yanni. That's Giggles us. Yanni. Well, I think that's it for this wrap-up of Taboo Episode 5, which airs on Tuesday nights on FX Networks. Uh, You can watch it online um, on their website uh, and uh, other streaming services if you so have FX on your service. FX Now or whatever that is, yeah. Uh, And we will be back for another episode next week. And we're on route to Alaska, so stay tuned for all our cool coverage of uh, that Fairbanks, Alaska. Fairbanks, Alaska. We're going to be interviewing the members of Pamua, which is an Inwe um, uh, native group. Um, Yeah, music and art. Yeah, music and art. It's incredible. Can't wait to see it. As well as uh, we're going to be talking to the folks who put on PopCon in Fairbanks, Alaska. Yep. And uh, just tell you what the fandom culture is up there where it's 36 degrees below zero and yeah, the northern and lights appear. And you can see Russia from your house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, folks. And go to our website, uh, network.com and you can see more videos and recaps and all kinds of fun stuff. See ya, jerks. See ya, jerks.